Welcome to the ABB Solutions Podcast, where we address challenges faced in our industry and solutions to overcome them. I'm your host, Mike Murphy, speaking to you from Greenville, South Carolina. Today we have John Clark, Senior Customer Order Engineer with Dodge Products. John has 39 years in the industry, which includes both product testing and development, as well as Test Lab Manager. Welcome, John. Thank you, Mike, for having me on today. Yeah, great having you. All right, our topic today is gear reducers in unit handling and retail distribution. We all realize how much the retail distribution landscape has changed. More important than ever is a properly working conveyor system to meet those on-time deliveries. So John, my first question is, what are common ways that these gearboxes are, are connected to the motor to give them power? Normally you have two options. You have a quill input option, which the motor shaft slides directly into the reducer input shaft, and you have a three-piece coupled or adaptable input where you have a three-jawed coupling with an elastic element in between the coupling to mount the motor. With the quill coupling, you have advantages and disadvantages. You have the quill coupling uh, allows for a more compact design. The other situation is a disadvantage is you have with the quill coupling under certain loading conditions, you have the motor shaft sliding directly into the input shaft of the reducer with a key and keyway connection. And what can happen is you have, you can have fretting and corrosion between the two shafts, which will either lock or weld the two shafts together, the motor shaft and the reducer shaft, which is a disadvantage to be able to remove the motor. And or at the same situation, you can wear the key in the keyway out and basically fail that joint in the system. The three-jawed coupling is where you have the three-jawed coupling with a elastomer element. And we recommend this option for any application that has a lot of stops and starts, reversing action of the conveyor, a dithering load, shock load, or where we use a brake motor on it where you have a lot of braking action at that joint. And the elastomer element helps absorb that shock loading between the motor and the reducer and extends the life of that input assembly. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So what are common ways then gear reducers are mounted to the conveyor? There's normally three ways that the reducer is mounted on the conveyor system. You have a foot-mounted reducer that's mounted on a bracket on the conveyor. You have a output flange, reducer output flange that's mounted directly on the side framing of the conveyor and the output shaft extends underneath the conveyor. And then you have a hollow output shaft reducer that mounts directly onto the conveyor shaft. On the foot-mounted or flanged units, the reducer is connected to the conveyor system by either belts and shivs or chains and sprockets. With the hollow output shaft mounted reducers, the hollow output shaft of the reducer is mechanically held in place on the conveyor shaft. And this is held in place mechanically by either set screws that are go from the reducer shaft and tighten on to the customer shaft. Another option is a retention cap screw and a keeper washer. This requires a drilled and tapped hole in the end of the customer's or the conveyor shaft or you have 
bushings. We have two styles of bushings. We have a twin tapered bushing or we have a grip tight bushing, which both of them have the same technology. They expand into our reducer bore and contract onto the reducer shaft, locking the two concentric together. The bushings are a very convenient way to mount them because it allows easy removal of the reducer from the customer's conveyor shaft by loosening the bushings and backing them out away from the reducer, and then the reducer can be removed easily from the customer shaft. Let's talk about advantages and disadvantages of how the gear reducer is mounted to the conveyor. Can you, can you go over some of those? The advantages of the foot-mounted or flange-mounted reducers are easy mounting, minimal alignment between the reducer and the conveyor shaft. There is some alignment required to align the, either the, the sprockets or the shivs between the two, the two pieces of equipment, the reducer or the conveyor shaft. Advantage, disadvantages of the flip-footed or flange-mounted with the chain and sprocket or the pulleys and belts is the extensive guarding that is required by OSHA to protect the people from getting into those moving components. The other situation that you have with a flange-mounted or foot-mounted reducer is radial overhung load or pull on the reducer output shaft has to be addressed to make sure that the the pull, the radial pull from the belts and shivs do not exceed the overhung load rating of the reducer. Dodge reducers are always rated, their overhung load is always rated based at the radial pull being at one shaft diameter from the reducer housing. If the radial pull extends past that one shaft diameter away from the housing, then the published overhung load in the Dodge catalog has to be decreased according to the distance. The hollow shaft reducers that are mounted directly onto the customer's conveyor shaft, again, advantages is easy mounting. The other advantage is less guarding or no guarding required. Normally, the only guarding is a cover, a pla- uh, ABS plastic cover that protects the rotating shaft between the the reducer and the conveyor bearing. There, at that point in time, um, the hollow output shaft reducer overhung load doesn't have to be addressed because there's no radial pull on the output shaft of the reducer since it's a hollow shaft. There is no belt or chain maintenance required because there's no belt and chain available at that situation. Okay, uh, let's talk some of the pitfalls that one may experience uh, due to uh, reducer installation. What issues can occur if you directly mount a a hollow gearbox to an application? Hollow gearboxes or reducers are designed to float on the customer's shaft, meaning that when you would tie a reducer down by either foot mounting it or locking it solid to the conveyor frame, any run out of the customer's shaft, any concentricity issues between the customer's shaft and the reducer shaft that allows the reducer not to run concentric with the conveyor shaft causes basically movement in the reducer. And what we call hop is up and down movement. 
and wobble is side to side movement. And that is okay when you have a shaft mounted reducer. So what you want to do is you never want to solidly mount a shaft mounted reducer because what happens is when you solidly mount it, it locks everything solid. So instead of the movement being there, you're putting additional stresses on the components of the reducer and the conveyor, and you're reducing the life and longevity of those components and or you could have an opportunity for a component failure. The reducer, the components of the reducer that are affected by locking the reducer solid and not allowing it to float would be the number one thing would be reducer bearings, extra stress on the reducer bearings. You can also see wear issues on the gearing due to misalignment in the gearing, or in worst case situations, you can actually have a housing fracture due to the added stresses. The customer's equipment would be from, from the conveyor point of view. You would have extra stresses on the conveyor shafts, which would allow them possibly to break. You have extra stresses on the conveyor bearings, which would, they would have less longevity. And you could also have issues with the conveyor framing if the excessive stress, the stresses are excessive. Okay, so certainly uh, unwanted actions uh, to, to their equipment. Uh, so uh, are there any accessories that we offer that can help address these issues? Yes. Dodge offers uh, two accessories to allow the re- hollow shaft reducer to float and move onto the customer shaft. The first is a tie rod or torque arm assembly, which includes brackets to mount the assembly to the reducer and to the customer's equipment. And then you also have a turnbuckle assembly, which includes two tie rods that mount to the brackets and a turnbuckle. The nice thing about the tie rod and torque arm assembly is that the turnbuckle is adjustable, so you can adjust the distance or the length between the mounting point from the reducer bracket and the conveyor bracket. So if there's a little misalignment or miscue there, you've got some adjustment to do that with with the turnbuckle. The other option is what we call a banjo torque arm. It's basically a solid bracket. Um, The bracket mounts directly to the mounting bolts and face of the reducer. And then on the other end of the bracket, you have a bushing that goes from the bracket to the customer's equipment, which allows for the movement between the reducer and the, the customer's conveyor. The bracket, however, is non-adjustable. The point where it mounts to the reducer and the point where it mounts to the conveyor is a fixed distance. So there's no adjustment there if you need it. In both cases, we have also the mounting hardware kits to mount either the torque arm and the tie rod to the customer's equipment and the reducer and or the banjo torque arm to the reducer and the customer's equipment. With a banjo torque arm, you have some options as far as how it's mounted as far as radially on the reducer. You can mount it in 90 degree increments if you're talking about a Qantas reducer. If you're talking about a tie gear reducer, you can mount it in 45 degree increments. So you got some more options of how to mount, where you have to mount the torque arm bracket to the customer's equipment. Okay, so the tie rod is adjustable 
via length, and then the banjo torque arm bracket is adjustable but but radially. That's the difference between the two? That is correct. Okay. And are these options available for the food and beverage industry? Yes. We have, in the banjo torque arm situation, we have stainless steel brackets that are food safe, and the bushings are food safe, so we can use them with our easy clean uh, our food safe reducers, our stainless steel, our food safe reducers. The torque arm brackets are plated so that we can use those with our easy clean units, but they, they are not stainless steel components like, like the banjo torque arm would be. Okay, but it's nice to know we, we have options for that, for that industry. Uh, John, I've walked several conveyor lines and have seen right. gear reducers mounted in different positions. Is there a preferred mounting position in the application? Yes. In, in most situations, in the conveyor applications, the reducers are normally either what we call horizontal mount, floor mount, or tabletop. All the same description, just a different description for the same scenario. Um, when reducers are mounted in that position, it's ideally to be able to rotate the input of the reducer up three to five degrees. And what this does is it allows the splash lubrication inside the gearbox to still splash lube and lubricate the input seal, but allows the oil to drain back into the sump of the reducer and not pull around the input seal. Because seals are a wear item, they will eventually wear out. Input seals wear out faster or quicker than the output seals. So when the input seal wears out and there's oil pooling around the seal, you're going to have an input seal leak. It's not a matter of if a seal will leak, it's a matter of when a seal will leak. Seal life is very hard to predict. Seal manufacturers basically do not like to predict it um, because there's so many variants that affect the seal life, some of them being temperature, the speed, of the reducer shaft, contaminants of the environment, and so forth. Okay. Uh, how about um, an inverted unit or, or, or a unit that's mounted upside down? Is, is that preferred? No. We do not recommend uh, mounting reducers where you have the input seal or the high-speed seal flooded with oil. And it refers back to the comments that was just made as seals are a wear item. And with that being said, that when a seal wears out, the oil that is flooding the, the seal will eventually leak out of the gear reducer. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's all the time we have. Thank you, John, for speaking with us on gear reducers and unit handling and retail distribution. Remember, if you have any further questions or suggestions for future topics, reach out to your local ABB sales representative or visit us at www.abb.com. Stay tuned for future ABB Solutions podcasts. Thanks and have a great rest of your day.